This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Listening to Kelly and Ramia on AMI, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI Audio. Those are the first two editions of the show, and then always and forever available on podcast. Just kidding, we do expire at some point, some of the episodes, but you will find us on podcasts on demand. We're uh, available with full show and segments out availability. It's great that way because you can share content in snippets. Grant Hardy, Ramya Amadin here with you for the next couple hours. So as Ramya mentioned, the hosts are a little different today and the content flipping that around a little bit because now it's time to get to Curious Minds with Christine Malik. Christine Malik, and this is Curious Minds, our dive into arts, culture, and science from a blindness perspective. Hey, Christine. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Today, we're kind of going to continue the conversation about AI and image description, uh, but kind of taking it to a new level, right? Mm. Yeah, so I'm still totally preoccupied with with um, <laughs> be my AI, but um, thanks to the input of uh, someone whose initials are <coughs> Ramya Amuthan, uh, I took <laughs> oh, it to the next are. level in this following way, which is ChatGPT does obviously, as we know, if we watch the news, way more than image description, including mm. making things up and writing, which mm. is controversial for many reasons, mm. as it should be controversial, but it's it's a fact and it's a going thing. And so what I did was I took three photos very deliberately, um, mm. and I had the AI described them for me, and then I gave it some prompts, and I've got two sets of results. And so I'm going to describe the photos just really quickly myself, just so we can get to the juicy stuff. The <laughs> photos I took very deliberately were, one is of a silver bracelet on a wooden wooden surface, and mm-hmm. the second is a wall showing three guitars and one empty guitar hook. And the third photo, is the maple tree in my backyard turning color. And mm. so uh, this this is the mischief that uh, that I've been up to. And so why don't we give a mm-hmm. listen, a, a look at the photos and a listen to the first prompt and what we came up with. Let's do it. Compose a short folktale and rhyming verse with a lighthearted tone, which addresses themes of bringing harmony to a divided world. Be my AI, in a room with guitars on the wall lived a bard who could play tunes that enthrall with strings made of silver and wood that could sing his music brought joy made hearts take wing one day on the floor a bracelet he found twisted and silver it lay on the ground he strummed his guitar and to his surprise the bracelet did shimmer and started to rise it flew out the window up to the sky the bard grabbed his guitar and started to fly They soared over rooftops and through the trees till they reached a tall one with red autumn leaves. The tree was enchanted. Its branches did speak. They whispered of harmony 
that all creatures seek. The bard played his guitar. The bracelet did glow. Together they danced. In the wind they did flow. The leaves turned to music notes. Floated around. The tree's branches swayed to the beautiful sound. The world felt the music. Hearts started to mend. Divisions and strife seemed to come to an end. The bard and the tree, with the bracelet's might, brought harmony back, made the world feel light. And so, the tale goes, when music takes flight, it heals. I feel so My tranquil word. now. <laughs> and so, so, for me to, I'm, I'll say I'm impressed. I definitely am impressed. Mm. For me to do that would I could have I could do it. It would probably have taken me an hour or two, and it did it in about you know fifteen seconds. Mm. But do we like it? I'm, I'll go first. I'd like to know what you guys think. It's it's not great. It's kind of flat, and the rhymes are kind of simplistic and obvious. There's there's no complexity. There's no surprising rhymes. There's no metaphor. So it's. It's formulaic, which folktales mm -hmm. are, but, you know, I'm impressed because of how quickly it could do it. And if I was not a writing, rhyming person and I needed, wanted something like that, well, there you go, right? It's just done for you. Yep. Um, what do you guys think of that? That's exactly what I was going to say. Not exactly. What I was going to say is the credit of it coming up with what you needed uh, is it's doing that well, like what you asked for, right? Take these pictures, create this kind of thing. And it did it, but it's lacking in that creative sense, I guess. And then that would, I guess, come back to you, right, Chris? Like you would have to further prompt it to add or rearrange things or add some kind of a strength to it in different ways. Um, I'm not sure how you would do that, but I feel like you could continue to tweak the way that it does this or else yes. it just becomes kind of uh, mundane yes yeah and so I'll, I'll let you in on something which is that i've done this not with this piece but i'm working on another one um i was asked to asked to tell a folktale at a storytelling event by someone who is really opposed to ai oh. partly because <laughs> of its its desire to storytell he's a storyteller and so he doesn't know this, and I'm really, really hoping he's not watching. But at his event, <laughs> I'm going to do basically this, but I've taken the AI story and totally embellished it with my own, you know, my own, yeah, whatever, my own writing skills. So, giving so you the Lego. Uh, I'll report. I'll report next month on yeah. how shocked, how shocked he was. But um, so I did something else. I, I gave it a different prompt also. So why don't we? It's the same same photos, the bracelet, the guitars on the wall, and the tree. But I gave it a different prompt, and, and the results a bit longer. So why don't we check that out? Now? Okay. Before we get to that though, Grant, did you want to say anything on the first version? Oh, sorry. Yes, please. Grant. You know, man, I have such mixed feelings about AI. I really do. I think that the uh -huh. descriptions are great. Like the way it can describe images are, are magical. I think that for creative writing, I, it's interesting because we always forget that these LLMs, large language models, don't know what the words they're saying actually mean. And sometimes you can have rhymes or just context that like doesn't really make sense or, or isn't mm -hmm. quite the way that a human would write. And in a way, I'm kind of mixed about people 
creative writing with it, but it's interesting that you've got that chatbot. You can just keep asking it questions. You don't have to just get it to describe images. And the fact that it can come up with that in like two seconds is really incredible. And if you are, you know, if you want to be a writer, say, I don't, I feel like it's going to change the idea of creativity because a lot of people who want to write feel really daunted and Mm. they don't know how to start. It's just the blank page syndrome. And so maybe this becomes the the template on a blank page Mm -hmm. that then you personalize with your own creativity. So I don't think it signals the death of creativity. I think Mm. it's just changing how we approach it. Absolutely. Okay, you want to go to the, uh, what did you describe it as? A second prompt for the same set of images? Yeah, I get same images, a different prompt. Right. All right. Write a folktale in prose, short, in a somber tone, about grief. Avoid use of the word quaint. Be my AI. In a dimly lit room adorned with guitars, there lived an old musician named Harold. The guitars, once full of life, now hung silently on the wall, mirroring the emptiness in Harold's heart. His life had been filled with melodies, but the music died the day he lost his beloved wife, Elra. One gloomy day, as Harold was aimlessly wandering around the room, his foot stumbled upon something. It was a small, silver-braided bracelet that belonged to Elra. The sight of the bracelet brought a flood of memories and tears to his weary eyes. Driven by a sudden urge, Harold decided to take a walk outside, clutching the bracelet. The world outside seemed as desolate as his heart. He walked until he found himself in front of an ancient, towering tree. The tree was almost bare, with only a few red leaves clinging to its branches, as if holding on to the last vestiges of life. Harold felt an inexplicable connection to this tree. He sat down at its base and began to weep. His tears soaked into the roots, and something magical happened. The tree seemed to absorb his grief. The wind rustled through the branches, and Harold could hear faint whispers. It was as if the tree was speaking to him, sharing stories of all the souls it had comforted over the centuries. Harold, still clutching Elora's bracelet, felt a gentle nudge to tie it to one of the branches. As he did, the red leaves on the tree glowed with a soft light. The whispers grew louder, and he could distinctly hear Elora's voice among them. She spoke words of love and told him that she was now at peace. The tree, with its ancient wisdom, had become a guardian for the memories and love of those who had passed. It stood as a testament that even in grief, there is a connection that transcends the physical world. So again, it's formulaic. Yeah. It's got a lot of cliches. But one thing I did notice is that it had a tiny bit of use of metaphorical language Mm, when it mm -hmm. said he felt a nudge to attach the bracelet to a tree. That's a metaphorical use of language. He didn't have someone pushing his arm. Right. He felt a, a, a nudge. So it's a me- it's a use of metaphor. And so I really think, as I've, you know, I've said in other contexts on this subject, that we're seeing the infancy of a, 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 a something that's dying to be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. It really wants to tell us stories. As as we know, Grant, I think you, you've been using this a lot for description. So you know, it really I, wants to use words like quaint and picturesque. And, yeah, <laughs> and so you can... You... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, you you can tell it not to do that, but it's, it's dying to make friends with you and yes, tell you yes, a story yes, and give you some ever. cliches and comforting language. Yeah, what were you going to say, I'm Grant? I'm just trying to get over the... His tears 
soaked into the roots yeah, or whatever yeah. it said. Like that's very dramatic. It's it's it, yeah, it's cute. Like it was a cute story and and kind of emotional too. It's just it's weird to me that like the a computer is coming up with this without knowing what it means, but I can I can see the infancy of that creative writing right. with AI. And also, and we've seen it in other contexts where AI is playing roles, right? Like AI will be a professor, AI will be a psychologist, AI will be your family member. Um, and I think that a lot of what I'm hearing, like the underlying is, how do we make AI more us? Like if you're mm. wanting to write and you're like, this is a little flat for me, I want more metaphors, I wouldn't have used this there. Is it also just learning our writing style? I don't know if we can do that with this generic um, method or tool, which is, was it Be My AI that you were using? So ChatGPT? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if this can cater to us particularly, but in a sense, isn't that what we're doing? Like we're uploading ourselves and our writing styles with the prompts and with our preferences, and then hopefully it's becoming better at understanding what we want in a story, where we would go with it. And if you are a writer already with yeah. a body of work, you can submit your yeah. whole novel probably totally. to ChatGPT yeah. and say, write me a novel, a science fiction novel about this, this, this plot points in this style. Yes. And I don't know how it yeah, would do, you... but obviously like a folktale, it is a very formulaic thing. So mm -hmm. in a way, it's not the best, um, it's not the most challenging to give to, to an AI. But uh, yeah. I decided to start with it because I knew the kinds of tropes it would come up with mm -hmm. and, and yeah. it did and they're pretty boring <laughs> so yeah, you... in my yeah, go ahead Grant. no go ahead in my personalizing of the story that i'm working on i threw in a lot of whimsical language and a lot of right. informality mm -hmm. and and stuff yeah. to make it more personal because you can kind of give it this prompt this like system prompt of of what you want in right. fact uh, be my ai actually has one too it says that it, you're describing an image to a blind person uh really interesting discussion we got to go there thanks so much christine thank you Join us usually on the third Thursday of the month, a little different this month, for Curious Minds with Christine Malik. And after the break, we're going to learn about efforts to make artificial intelligence more inclusive and equitable. We've got a professional joining us on the subject. She's got a lot to say. We'll find out more on Kelly and Remia. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Remya on AMI-tv. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.